Welcome to another edition of Illinois Innovators. I'm Mike Kuhn. Joining us now, uh, Monty Golpavar. He's a professor of civil and environmental engineering uh, here at the University of Illinois and also CEO and co-founder of Reconstruct. And uh, first of all, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Give us a little background on uh, your uh, yourself, your history with uh, construction. I know that's uh, a big fo- has been a big focus of your career thus far. Just give us a little background to start with. Sure. Um, so, by education and training, um, I'm a civil engineer. Um, so, I have worked in many capacities in the construction industry. I started my work as an intern, uh, being a CAD specialist. Um, that evolved into project controls position. Um, then I evolved into uh, virtual design and construction um, uh, engineer. Um, I have helped projects in the capacities of scheduling, cost estimation, and my latest uh, work uh, was with a company that's called Turner Construction. That's the largest construction management company. And this was back in 2008 to 2010 when Turner Construction was involved in construction of the Eikenberry Dining Hall and Residence Hall. So I started the project with Turner and I finished those two buildings uh, with Turner Construction. And um, since um, 2010, I've been very actively working with construction companies uh, in the capacity of uh, an assistant professor and now associate professor. I've also consulted construction companies. So I'm very glad that through our program at the University of Illinois, uh, we're currently working with uh, more than um, uh, 50 construction companies uh, on and off at different capacities. Um, Turner Construction, Gilbane uh, Buildings, uh, we work with Clark Construction, who's been greatly supporting us, uh, DPR, uh, just naming a few, but uh, uh, we've been very fortunate that we have the support. Well, there's been uh, a lot of interest in the flying superintendent. Um, and so just talk about the evolution of that, uh, what that is, and the collaboration that took across disciplines uh, to make that happen. Wonderful. Um, so um, glad you're asking this question. It's sort of a um, nice segue from the previous question because part of my background is also computer science. Um, so since um, 2005, 2006, I've been really interested in computer vision and machine learning. And computer vision is the study of images and videos. I've been really interested to see how we can take these uh, emerging sources of data on construction sites and transforming them into actionable analytics uh, for construction companies. Uh, so we're interested in looking to uh, images that are being captured by commodity smartphones, um, time-lapse cameras that we have on job sites, um, laser scanning devices, action cameras. People are using GoPro cameras to walk around and document construction sites. And most recently, drones, um, unmanned air vehicles that we have on job sites that are equipped with cameras flying around, and they can provide us with the visual data that we need. Uh, so the idea really came from you know the background that I had in computer vision uh, with the intent of transforming into actionable analytics for construction companies. Um, so at this project, uh, Flying Superintendent, um, we started looking to how we can uh, use such visual data to improve planning, um, how we come with the schedule for a project, how we can better coordinate the work that needs to be done uh, between contractors, subcontractors, suppliers, and the owner, um, together with the engineers and architects and bring um, better uh, tools for communication so we can ultimately improve transparency on construction sites. So as part of this project, Flying Superintendent, um, that really kicked off back in 2012 when I came back to University of Illinois, um, 
we had the uh, opportunity of uh, looking at this problem from an end-to-end -end solution perspective. Um, so I met uh, with two of my colleagues that I knew from the past, uh, Professor Derek Holm in the Department of Computer Science Department, um, Computer Science. I also met with Professor Tim Brettel. He's in the Department of Aerospace Engineering. And the three of us started brainstorming on this idea of coming up with an end-to-end -end solution to support capture of visual data, analyzing that visual data, and ultimately reporting in a way that is meaningful for construction practice. So this flying superintendent is really now a web-based platform that continuously reconstructs construction sites in 3D. So we have a you know, mechanism, a computer vision solution that gives uh, reality on job sites to various uh, parties that engage in the project. It integrates them with models that we use for planning. Uh, in construction, we call them billing information models. These models are tied into the schedule of the project. So we have reality, we have the plan, both in a visual form. Now we have analytics that compare the two and report status of progress and productivity. Another opportunity that we've explored in this flying superintendent project is um, predictive data analytics. So now we can actually predict locations, tasks um, on the construction sites that are likely going to be delayed in the future. This transforms today's construction monitoring control practices to be more proactive. Instead of reacting to problems that companies have and face on a weekly basis, now we offer analytics that can help them tap off delays before they surface on their job sites. So ultimately, it improves um, capabilities of planning, coordination, and communication on job sites. Well, and with your uh, connection to Turner Construction, one of their big projects was the, uh, the new uh, arena in Sacramento for the Kings. Talk about a little bit about that project. Um, you know, how much freedom did they give you? And um, obviously, the use of drones um, in, with that project. How did that work out? What are some of the feedbacks that you got uh, from that project? Yes, um, thanks for asking. You know, we've, we've been really fortunate um, with the support that we've received from all construction companies, and in particular, Turner. The connection and my background of working for Turner was more helpful in establishing the first more of a full-scale pilot project that we conducted at the university. So um, through um, Vice President of Turner, who is a great supporter of our program at the University of Illinois, uh, we got connected to various offices at Turner Construction, and they have 12 different regional divisions. Uh, the one that immediately responded with um, a site that they wanted this flying superintendent project to be piloted on was uh, Northern California's office. In the Northern California's office, one of their projects was uh, the half a billion dollar Sacramento Kings Stadium. Um, they were very actively looking to application of billing information models. This is a really large job site with hundreds of workers um, on a daily basis, um, tens of contractors that are working simultaneously. So there was a need to figure out how they, you can track working progress, how you can bring transparency of who does what work in what location, and ultimately uh, improve the practices uh, um, that, that are typically conducted. Um, so we got this started with the uh, support of uh, the headquarter at Turner Construction, but also support that we received from um, Lincoln Wood, uh, who is a regional manager for ritual design and construction in Northern California. Uh, we established a workflow. Uh, we engaged the team on the job site, so we had a number of point of contact. And um, as a campus, and with the FAA regulations, we don't operate drones. So Turner was generous enough that they also financially supported the drain, uh, drone operations. Uh, a third-party imaging flight um, was hired. Um, great colleagues that we have in Northern California. And they started operating drones on that site. And ever since, we started receiving visual data. 
So um, how did the project go? I think it has been completed. Um, you know, what are some of the things you learned from that? And what were some of the benefits that you heard from, from them in terms of you know, how this helped support the project? Yeah, this is an interesting question. So, um, you know, we started working um, at Sacramento Kings uh, when we just had a simple working prototype. Uh, when you are getting engaged in pilot projects, the expectation is that you would be offering them an engineered solution that always works and it's always reliable. So the gap between a prototype to uh, a working solution was something that we had to focus on. That's something that we don't usually do um, through university research. So with the team that we had in place and the great talent um, students that we had on board, we were able to transform parts of this prototype into a solution that Turner can immediately start working. So we started by generating these reality models in 3D, give them access to web-based platforms, various uh, individuals uh, from a safety perspective, from a planning perspective, from a uh, project management perspective. And we engaged them in the effort of giving us feedback. So we had regular meetings with them um, to make sure that um, ultimately we are adding value by offering um, a solution um, uh, that tracks uh, work in progress. Um, another opportunity emerged out of it, which was um, um, Turner um, got excited and they wanted to make sure we also have a physical presence on the job site. So they hired one of our students as an intern. Um, very unusual uh, process of um, having a student um, doing an internship for a company that is actually driven by an idea from a university. So it was not just that we would have an intern that would do a regular intern work, but rather taking the ideas that we have at the university and transforming into um, tools that uh, people can use immediately on the job site. So this was a great uh, learning opportunity. We received a lot of feedback and really evolved our project from uh, just a prototype into a working solution. While we were working with the team at Turner, uh, with the um, attention that the, the uh, project received through media, uh, we also received um, you know, um, um, emails and uh, phone calls from various construction companies that were also our partners. One example was Clark Construction. We had colleagues at Clark, um, their innovation and research and development team uh, out of Maryland, they came to University of Illinois, they visited us because they wanted to also identify a pilot project uh, that they could be involved in. And we've also been very fortunate with them. We got involved um, uh, in a project in Chicago. Um, uh, we, we've been involved in McCormick uh, Place construction project, a project that's also more than half a million dollars. And um, we're very glad that we've also been able to support that project extensively. Um, that experience has also been extremely helpful to us. The site was closer. The team was extremely engaged at various levels. Um, so these experiences, again, are very helpful for us to make sure not only we create prototypes that are scientifically sound, but they're also engineered enough and they actually add value to the bottom line, which in this case for construction projects is to make sure the projects stay on the schedule, on budget. Well, one of the interesting things about this project is that it's turned into a startup called Reconstruct. So uh, is this something that you thought about at the very beginning? Hey, we're going to turn this into a startup. Uh, you know, how did that uh, how did that happen? Where did the funding come initially? And how did the ecosystem here at the University of Illinois really uh, help drive the, the formation of Reconstruct? Um, I had um, uh, so uh, perhaps I can start slightly in a different way. Um, obviously, Flying Superintendent was 
created as a project with the intent of supporting construction industry. So it was really application driven with a lot of opportunity for contributing to body of knowledge and science. Uh, so given the application in mind, obviously from day one we knew um, you know, there's a huge uh, commercial opportunity through um, the underlying solutions that are being offered through Flying Superintendent. But we really wanted to take baby steps and we wanted to make sure that we take advantage of the ecosystem that we have at the university uh, to support us and make this endeavor a success. I, I have been involved in other startups in the past and every startup has its own challenges and opportunities. So in this time, you know, um, the great opportunity what we had was that we had um, knowledge of the application, uh, we had knowledge of uh, computer vision on our board with Professor Derek Holm from Department of Computer Science. We also had the knowledge of robotics uh, through Professor Tim Brettel um, at the Department of of aerospace engineering. And we also had the amazing talent of students engaged at various capacities, uh, students that wanted to do the basic research, students that were more interested in developing solutions, and students who were interested in taking the solution and applying them to the practice on job sites. Um, so our strength um, um, through university was really the team that we were able to put together. Um, now, while we were pursuing this project, um, College of Engineering started a new initiative, which was the Faculty Entrepreneurial Fellowship. Um, this was an initiative uh, that was uh, laid out about two years ago, and um, we had some initial conversation with Technology Entrepreneurship Center and also Office of Technology Management. Obviously, it's an effort um, done and managed through Tech, Technology Entrepreneur Center. So we took advantage of this. I, I uh, applied um, for uh, the opportunity of the fellowship. Um, and the team was generous enough that they um, uh, chose me and this project to be one of the uh, inaugural projects that we have uh, for, for this FEF program. Uh, this really helped us create a proper business model, have a commercialization plan um, for a potential startup company. And we were able to engage many students, not only from the engineering side of campus, but also from uh, various groups. We had students from industrial design, we had students from graphics, we had students from College of Business that, that um, got engaged in the project. And we really put together a team uh, that contributed to the startup. The fact that we had the industry support from day one, even without having a company, was extremely helpful as well. Uh, that really let us have projects even before we had a company. Um, so, um, um, so overall, um, you know, where we are today is that um, um, there's, a, there's an entity formed called Reconstruct um, that offers this um, technology that's been matured enough uh, um, to the construction industry, um, and uh, it has benefited significantly on the technical side from uh, support that we had through tech. Uh, but this is only half of the equation. Obviously, tech did a um, great job in not only technical support, uh, financial support, but also helping us understand the elements of business and commercialization that our team really needed mentorship on. Uh, but beyond that, um, you know, we've also received other financial supports. Um, um, the creation of the prototypes was initially um, financially supported by National Center for Supercomputing Applications. Uh, so NCSA was really instrumental in forming that idea. That idea was helpful in uh, securing a funding. We received a million dollar funding from National Science Foundation, and that really led to the prototypes that we started using together with Turner Construction, Clark Construction, and other companies that we're working with. So many uh, elements and many uh, individuals at the university and beyond um, started helping us to transform this project to what I'd like to con uh, consider as a success. Well, I want you to 
<clears throat> have an opportunity to go into detail about the uh, the visual data analytics uh, for construction management system, which is all part of this, I'm sure. Uh, give us a little background about uh, what the, what is the uh, what is the nature of of the construction industry and uh, what are the challenges that it faces in terms of trying to finish on time, on budget, and and how is this system in general uh, helping the field? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, perhaps I would like to start by, uh, you know, bringing a little bit of clarity to state of construction industry in the U.S. So we are looking at an industry that is um, slightly over $1.1 trillion a year uh, value of work putting place. So you're speaking about a very large uh, industry. But at the same time, um, with the opportunities that we have with the growth, that today is somewhere between 7 to 10% across various uh, sectors of the construction industry, um, construction has been challenged with um, lack of or um, stagnated productivity uh, rates. If you look into manufacturing non-construction industries over the past 20 years, uh, more or less value put in place per worker has been um, uh, increased by a magnitude of uh, twice, uh, doubled. Basically, um, that's how much productivity has increased. While in construction, um, the status of productivity has almost remained flat. Uh, there's been a lot of research done on what uh, the factors are that are contributing to the status of productivity, and we're really interested in exploring that. Uh, the National Academy of um, Science put an effort uh, about five years ago to uh, bring um, visibility to the problems in construction industry, and more recently, at the commercial level, McKinsey and Company has also established a number of uh, studies that look into this uh, more specifically. Um, so one of the biggest issues that really surfaces when it comes to productivity is the lack of um, understanding on the owners, contractors, and subcontractors' side in terms of how much progress is really being achieved on job sites. The practices that we have for tracking progress are really time-consuming. You know, over the past five years, we've transformed paper-based tracking methods to electronic-based methods. But we see it rely on our field engineers walk around the job site making observations that from time to time could be subjective, um, you know, collecting reports, putting them into a system, and ultimately um, uh, making an assessment on the status of the progress. Um, we usually don't trust all the numbers that are coming from various uh, parties that engage in the project. This is one of the challenges of construction because you have many parties that are engaged. So speaking about, you know, somewhere between 30 to 50 teams that could be working on a, you know, even a $50 million project. So you'd be expecting each of them to report you how much work is happening and somebody analyzing that data. Um, the process is inefficient. So what happens is that you usually wait um, until all parties come to a meeting, which we call a weekly contractor coordination meeting. And that's where you have some transparency in terms of how much work has been done. Now, what that really means is that from the time that the problem happens to the time that that problem gets surfaced to the project management, you could have uh, lost a week of time on, on the issues that are happening to it, right? So problems keep stacking up. That was one of the problems that we really wanted to um, address. The second problem is over the past 10 years, 20 years, uh, we've really matured our capabilities of planning and scheduling construction projects. These are long-term plans um, that we establish for, for projects. But when it comes to um, understanding how much work could be done every day, every week by various teams, there's a lot of room for improving that. The practices that we have are retroactive. As I mentioned, you know, people walk into meetings, uh, they learn about actual problems that have happened um, without any ability to analyze risk and predicting risk in the future. 
So, you know, all of these are obviously leading to poor decision making. So not only we were interested in addressing these problems, we wanted to come up with a methodology, an approach that is easy to understand by various parties. As you can imagine, you have people with different levels of expertise and understanding involved in a construction project. So we wanted to make sure everyone from an owner's side, from the contractor's side, from the designer's side, they're all on the same page in terms of what needs to be done every day how much work has been completed, and what is the risk with respect to the plan in the future. Um, so the fact that we started looking to the visual data was primarily driven by the fact that uh, images and videos are really easy to understand. Um, everyone can you know, see an image and really understand what's going on. You don't need to provide any um, text description of how much work has been uh, accomplished. So that was you know, a huge opportunity. Um, the other element of opportunity is what we at the University of Illinois has really championed, which is uh, ability to uh, image um, uh, an, an object or, or a job site. Um, so now we have tools uh, in the smartphones, um, now with the drones, um, with commodity uh, cameras that allow you to capture images and videos at the massive scale. You're speaking about hundreds to thousands of images that could be captured every day. So we really wanted to put all of these together and see how we can transform them into data analytics that uh, visualize and communicate actual problems. And they also predict risk in the future. So all of these pieces really came together to form uh, Flying Superintendent and address the bottom line, which is uh, understanding actual productivity rates on the job site, uh, performing root causes of these problems, devising plans that can tap off delays in the future, and making that plan work with the anticipation that you can keep the project on budget and on schedule. Well, I know <clears throat> there have been a few stories that I've worked on, and I've worked on this story off and on for um, a couple of years here, that I've got as much feedback. So the interest in the industry certainly is there. Give us an idea of the impact you're having. Uh, I know you talked about in August, you've got a significant amount of additional funding. Um, over the last two or three months in the Faculty Entrepreneur for, uh, Fellowship Program, you were able to really uh, focus on this. Um, so, you know, where does this stand in terms of a leader in the industry? Um, and, you know, what is being part of the FEF program enabled you to do? And just, you know, just give us an idea of just the impact that it's having. Yeah, you know, the exciting part of it is that this is something that has been created um, and um, developed out of the University of Illinois. Um, I, I am um, a graduate of the University of Illinois from the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering. I've also graduated from the Department of Computer Science. And since I've been back as a faculty member, um, you know, I've contributed to a um, number of efforts uh, on this campus. So the excitement for me is the fact that um, in the area of construction monitoring, uh, we um, uh, now can be called uh, leaders. Uh, you know, we have contributed to the body of knowledge we are creating the technology, and we are showing that uh, we have engineering power um, through students and graduates that we have from College of Engineering. They can actually create uh, systems that work, and they contribute to the bottom line of construction projects. Um, so, you know, having said that, uh, we were fortunate that uh, with the support that we had through tech, uh, we were able to pitch um, this technology and um, pro pilot projects that we've done to a number of venture capital firms. And with the support that we have from the local community, um, we were able to engage uh, four different investors. Uh, we're very fortunate that we have some of these investors in our close proximity. They appreciate what we do at the University of Illinois, and they've invested in uh, Illinois-grown technology from University of Illinois. So Sarah Ventures, Illinois Ventures, 
Um, we have um, Grand Angels, um, and we also have uh, Harbor Street Ventures. They've all contributed to the company, and now um, um, the uh, technology, certain elements of it, have been transformed into intellectual property. The intellectual property has been licensed by the company, so now also University of Illinois has an ownership um, of some form uh, in the company. Um, and what's happening with the company is that we have um, now funding in place. We've hired a number of uh, uh, full-time employees and a number of part-time. Um, some of them, actually most of them, are from University of Illinois. That's another element of excitement that we've been able to bring our own students into the company. And uh, what we're trying to achieve is to really uh, make sure uh, we establish um, uh, proper uh, projects through the company that can actually show that this technology is working, uh, create a plan for additional tech development, and streamline the process of generating ideas from campus into prototypes, prototypes that get licensed through Office of Technology Management and ultimately developed at the startup company in our uh, community that can make an impact uh, beyond uh, state of Illinois and um, you know, United States. Give us an idea what the future looks like um, in this industry. It seems like it's changing rapidly and you're right at the center of that. Um, you know, as construction managers, uh, you know, approach major projects, multi-million dollar projects in the future, you know, how, how will it look differently, um, especially considering the technology you're developing? Um, you know, that's an excellent question. Now that, you know, we have a startup company in place um, and we're still continuing our research through university, we've been sort of thinking about this um, from a um, two-perspective um, um, problem. Um, so we want, from one side, we're really looking to product leadership which is something that we like to really pursue um, through the startup company. But we're also looking to thought leadership, which is something that we like to pursue through the involvement of University of Illinois and faculty and students um, at the university. So the product uh, leadership perspective, you know, we're uh, interested in being able to support every project um, uh, that is happening, um, um, that is currently under construction or would be under construction in the near future. We don't want to be limited to only mega projects or large projects. Many elements of our technology can work even for projects that are as small as a million dollar, two million dollar. And there are ways by which we can achieve that through our product. But at the same time, on the third leadership, there are many elements of the work um, that still can be automated. Uh, one particular uh, opportunity is through robotics. Um, so, for example, today's practices, um, you know, we are operating drones uh, with the FAA regulation in place. You still need to have operators that keep line of sight to the drone operation and our third-party um, uh, um, teams that are working uh, with the drone operation um, are very um, um, uh, professional in, 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 in delivering the data for us. But there's a lot of opportunity in showing uh, agencies like FAA that through science and methods, you know, there are ways that you can definitely secure safety when it comes to operation of the drones. Now, drones are great for uh, exterior um, capture, so uh, we plan on continuing that through the support that we have with our colleagues at uh, Aerospace Engineering Department, but we're also very interested in moving indoors. Now, um, you know, our colleagues at uh, Aerospace Engineering are experts on this topic, and they can attest to the fact that engineering a solution for a drone that can operate inside with the capability of capturing images and videos in an autonomous way, um, you know, there's still more research that needs to be done uh, before we can um, engineer a solution out of it. So one of the other um, things that we've been looking at is using a ground robot that can automate the process of data capture inside the building. 
Now, this idea may uh, sound futuristic when you're speaking about this um, to a construction audience, but in fact, both Turner Construction and another, colleagues, um, another company that we have, DPR, have both shown interest in ground robots with the ability of you know, doing interior capture. Now, first, we need to create the science behind it, which is the visual data analytics. Uh, we need to create a prototype. Um, then we have to transform that prototype into a solution that works, pilot that is scale on the job site, and eventually bring it into um, into the practice. So, you know, keeping these steps in mind, we've taken the very first steps of it through University of Illinois. Uh, so Professor Tim Bredel, um, uh, my colleague um, that has been great support of the flying superintendent, um, he's really been uh, leading this effort. Um, he uh, taught a course in Department of Aerospace Engineering last semester um, that uh, the idea and the application that he considered uh, as part of the project for that class was really um, developed through this collaboration that we had in Flying Superintendent Project. And he was able to very effectively engage students across various departments um, on campus um, from uh, civil engineering, um, we had students from computer science, from electrical and computer engineering department, also aerospace engineering and mechanical engineering. Now you're putting groups with different levels of expertise and talent, and you're leveraging the synergy that could be created across teams with the intent of creating a ground robot that can actually automate certain tasks on job sites. Um, you know, um, the experiments that we've done uh, with the platform have been extremely successful. We've, we are very excited with the leadership that um, um, uh, Tim Brello is bringing to this project and leading the project forward. Um, Professor uh, Derek Horn from Computer Science continuously supports this project. Uh, many other faculty are also contributing that I'm not naming here, but both across CS and um, ECE and even uh, AE department that are contributing to this. So this is uh, you know a direction that we're taking, which is uh, transforming our tools uh, to be fully autonomous. Now, the moment that you reduce the element of robot, there's so many other tasks that could be automated through construction, things that um, at the concept level, they were developed in some 10, 20 years ago, uh, but funding uh, wasn't allocated to it because um, our capabilities of sensing our environment hadn't advanced. But with the uh, leadership that EC um, CS department has brought into this domain, now robots can actually um, you know, be um, used as commodity on construction sites. So now we are more looking to the elements of analytics, elements of planning, and elements of control with the intent of automating repetitive tasks um, and let engineers focus on more important um, task of decision making as opposed to uh, capturing and collecting data. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about just the, and you mentioned, have mentioned it throughout this uh, interview that uh, the collaboration between departments, I know you've got a, a had mentioned that there are classes that are taught in civil engineering that computer science students are are uh, involved with, but specifically uh, civil engineering, aerospace, computer science. Uh, you know, you've got several other potential projects that um, you know the benefit of um, being a computer science major, being able to take a, a civil engineering course, and 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 really get involved in these projects is very exciting. Absolutely. You know, um, this um, um, uh, really formed out of an opportunity that um, Technology Entre Entrepreneurship Center offered us, which was this FEF um, fellowship program. So through that, um, 
uh, I started teaching a new course um, that um, technology entrepreneurship calls it breakthrough innovation teams. And I specifically introduced this flying superintendent as a class that the students were able to uh, start taking. And a lot of the students that got engaged in the project were initially channeled through um, the uh, flying superintendent. And the synergy and excitement really led to many things that we did. So we continued with the flying superintendent as a course for two semesters. Uh, we also had the elements of the course that was offered at the uh, aerospace engineering. We transformed um, elements of a course that we taught in civil and environmental engineering department on building information model. And we actually brought 12 guest speakers that not only they interacted with the students in class, but they also got engaged with the technology that was coming out of the flying superintendent. And has actually led a lot of our students in across these departments that are engaged to think about other startup companies that could be built or even, you know, channeling, channel, channeling their efforts into, you know, what we've already formed out of the university. So the ecosystem that we have at the College of Engineering, uh, broader at the University of Illinois, uh, the amazing support of tech and the vision that was set uh, both by the dean uh, and the leadership that we have at tech, uh, Professor Andy Singer and Jed Tyler, has been really instrumental in transforming um, you know, ideas that we all work on campus into things uh, that excite the students from an engineering perspective, from a business perspective, and ultimately by showing that we can have a uh, societal impact. Uh, in this case, you know, um, as National Academy of uh, Engineering had identified, um, improving productivity in the U.S. is a national imperative. Um, you know, um, at a larger scale, we uh, our goal and hope is to be able to contribute to that and be able to uh, make our projects uh, more effective. Um, so the ecosystem has been um, playing a huge role. Office of Technology Management has also been very instrumental in transforming um, uh, ideas to products, to products to um, uh, intellectual properties. And we hope that we can leverage this experience and expand on it. Um, so um, I really like to consider um, this to be a leading effort at the College of Engineering, uh, hopefully for another five, 10 years, uh, where we would um, you know, establish um, leadership in automation and robotics in construction with a specific focus on visual data analytics. Fascinating stuff. We uh, we could probably talk for another couple of hours and uh, still maybe not uh, scratch the surface on this, but I appreciate your time and uh, we look forward to hearing uh, how things advance uh, in the future. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you for listening in. Mani uh, Goparver from the Department of Civil Environmental Engineer and the CEO and co-founder of Reconstruct. This has been another edition of Illinois Innovators. I'm Mike Kuhn. Thanks for listening.